Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Categorically Romance podcast. My name is Sarah. And I'm Bree. And joining us today, we have our friends here again. Nicole is here and Erin is here. Hey, guys. <laughs> Yay. Hello. Hey. Happy December, folks. Oh, I know. <laughs> December. Oh, how, did we, how did we get here, huh? Right. <laughs> we were just here, weren't we? To me the other day at work, she's like, I can't believe it's already one o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, I can't believe it's the 20th of December. (laughs) (laughs) How has December been for y'all? Tell us about December. Like just in my personal life. I don't know if we have time for that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm just saying. No, but yeah, it's kind of like, you know, just a mad rush for, you know, for the holidays. And then in five seconds, it's over. And (laughs) I just feel like you prep all month for it. and It's over in a flash, you know, but, um, but yeah, I, you know, been having a really great time participating in Hoathon, been reading a lot of Christmas smutty romances, and I've been having a great time. <laughs> Any standouts? Any standouts? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, so Dipped in Holly by Dana, I think her name, her last name is Ishley. I think that's how you say it. I'm not sure. I've never read this author before. And I think this book literally just came out this month. And it was so good. It's so I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. But I'm like, you're amazing. <laughs> so that one just automatically comes to mind. But y'all, I've read like 18 books. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. I have not had a like 18 no. plus book month. And I don't know how long. I don't know what is going on. But I have not had one of those months in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Window shopping also was really good by Tessa. Bailey. That's the Tessa Bailey one. I've got okay. that on my list. It's super cute. Grumpy Sunshine, just adorable. Oh, nice. But like, so the Sunshine is uh, the male character. His name is Aiden, but he's also kind of like a little dirty in the bedroom. I'm like, okay, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Take me by surprise, why don't you? I don't know. I'm just like I'm, I'm all for that having the, <laughs> yeah. having the, the the two-sided dynamic, you know, in and out yeah, of the that's right, yeah. <laughs> Parents like I will allow it. <laughs> Give me some layers here. I want some layers. <laughs> that's right, yeah. And then the Toy King by um, Adriana um, Herrera was really good. It's the second book in um, the first one is called uh, Her Night with Santa, and then the second one is called The Toy King. But I like the Toy King a little bit more just because it has a couple, it just has a couple things in there, tropes in there that I really love. So it has Faded Mates, which I didn't know going in and I was super surprised. And it also has um, like snowed in, like forced proximity. It was awesome. (laughs) Well, we love some forced proximity. I just love the snowed in trope. (laughs) Uh, I was like, oh my goodness, you guys are surprising me because I hardly read synopsis of books because I like Mm -hmm. to go in and be like pleasantly surprised. And so those are the books that are sticking out in my head for which I'm uh, interested to hear that Adrienne Herrera did some more steamier things. I just read her Desire novel that she did for Harlequin, uh-huh. One Week to Claim It All. So, which you know aren't you know completely steamless, but uh, yeah. Some, yeah. Of the, some of the titles you were mentioning. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, they are steamy as heck, and they are so good. Nice. And I don't even think you have to read. You don't have to read them in order if you want. If you just want to jump straight into the Toy King, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah. her night with Santa is about is like Santa is actually like a butch lesbian and she goes into like this vacation <laughs> home that her father owns but there's someone already there like masturbating in her bed I'm like awesome this <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're doing and I'm just like continue of course this happens <laughs> continue yeah my December I've already done a few few holiday um gatherings so we did one on Sunday we've got uh so there they're coming along. Um, so yeah, getting family stuff done. Um, we've got several different gatherings we need to go to, I think three, but I think we're going to postpone one because just the Omicron thing is just scary how fast that is just spreading mm-hmm. everywhere. And mm-hmm. we we know there's going to be some people not vaccinated at some gatherings. But anyway, not to get too much into that topic, yep. I think we're going to, we're going to, push off some of those. But as far as reading this month, I have read 
eight things. So uh, quite a few, quite a few mangas in there. But then I read My New Christmas Disappearance by Denise and Wheatley. Uh, that one was Excellent. that one was a great Christmas mystery there. And first one I read by her, and that was a lot of fun. Mm. And then I just finished up Redeemed by His New York Cinderella by Jocelyn James as well, and that was also really great um and i just i love presents novels they're just there's something about them that mm-hmm. that just yep. contemporary just fairy tale aspect to them of like yeah they just have a magic to them <laughs> yeah and they're like potato chip reading too because they're relatively short mm-hmm. and it's like you can read one read one read one you know what i mean like <laughs> oh yeah yeah you can <laughs> just pick up you, another you, one <laughs> right three in a day kind of thing you know if you had nothing else to do mm-hmm. <laughs> And then I read uh, book five in Cressley's Cole's uh, Immortals After Dark series. That's Dark Needs at Night's Edge, which is my favorite in the series so far. That one was really good. It was so good. And I I just love a ghost paranormal romance. I I just really love the the dynamic (laughs) of that because there's like the, you you know, the element of can they see them or not? Uh, Uh You know, so there's that dynamic and then, you know, how they can interact interact how just the the whole dynamic and how the author decides to to shape that it's always a lot of fun i love that she was like a dancer like in paris once upon Uh a time i just Uh loved her her character it was so good yeah that novel that novel is one of the better ones in the series yeah is it okay well now i'm kind of nervous because i'm like i really loved this one out of the first five that i'm like ah does it go up from here or down from here You know, I'm one book away from being all caught up for Monroe to drop in January. And I mean, there are some really good ones in there, like five stars. But then you get like, you know, there's the hit or misses, you know, there are some that are just really good and you're really drawn to them. And you're like, yes, automatically five stars. Amazing. And then there are the very next book could be like, really? Like, (laughs) how did you go from this epic, amazing thing to this? Is this the same author? (laughs) so i just think that kind of happens with a series that's just as so long running as this one is Mm -hmm. that's why i'm nervous about getting into some of those longer paranormal series i'm like golly if you have 17 books you just know like out of 17 10 of these might suck (laughs) you know and and me i like to buy series that are already complete and i like to just go ham and buy all of them and just knowing that like some of them are gonna suck but i'm spending my money on it it's just you know Mm -hmm. but you never know you might go into it and love them all who knows (laughs) stranger things have happened (laughs) yeah I really want that. Um, and I, the last time I went to Barnes and Noble, they had like the first five in a Christine Feehan series. It's not the Carpathians. It's the, the Ghost Walker. Oh, Ghost okay. Walker series. I think that's mm-hmm. what it's called. As like game I, in the title or something. Yeah. All of them yeah. have like game something. And I'm like, I just don't know. <laughs> what if some of these aren't good? Yeah. I think I read like the first two or three in the Carpathian novels and I did not like them at all. So I'm kind of like, <laughs> I'm kind of like hesitant to try other stuff from her, but I literally have like probably three series that I've, I've just got it like Goodwills because I see her books all the time there. So I just yeah. like, I'll get mm-hmm. the ones that I don't have. So I probably have three complete series of hers that I'm just like, well, I didn't like you guys. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this is not meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> but they look pretty on the shelf. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's how I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm starting the Christmas bookshop by Jenny Colgan tonight. And I have not enjoyed like the last three books by her that I have read. But there's something about this cover. I'm like, it looks cute and cozy for Christmas. Maybe this will be the new fave. And then I'm like, girl, you said this about the last three that you read. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's just not meant to be between you you two. They hook you with the pretty covers, though. They like, do. They know oh, what yeah. they're they doing. Do. And I DNF'd a book today from oh, one of no. my Holy Trinity. Oh, no. no. I DNF'd a Susan Mallory today. The the new one? Yeah, the Christmas Wedding Guest. I couldn't take it anymore. I was 70% Why? of the way through. Oh, so no. one of the characters is pregnant. And I hand to God, if this had been a drinking game, every time they mentioned the fact that she could or couldn't have a certain kind of cheese because she was pregnant, I would have been drunk. Oh. Like, <laughs> I, I'm like, How didn't random. we just read this in the last chapter? Like, <laughs> 
And it's one of those, and we've talked to so many authors where they're like, if the conflict can be resolved with just a simple conversation, it's not a good conflict. Right. And the whole book is about two sisters coming back home for Christmas and both of them finding love and both instances, a simple conversation would have solved both. And I'm like, I can't do it anymore. I've got three hours left on this audio book and I don't care. And I just went, I'm done. 70%. (laughs) <laughs> but you know what I realized afterward last year or was it earlier that she brought out the stepsisters mm-hmm. yes, that was yes. I didn't get, I couldn't get into that one either we didn't like that one either but yeah. yet I love the fool's gold series so I don't know maybe it's her newer stuff I'm not liking yeah I love fool's you gold know? I read a lot of her oh. other uh, like back back like maybe early yeah. 2000 stuff and I loved yeah. like fool's gold she has like a baking one yes the the baking sister yeah 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 the yeah. three sisters I just thought those were so cute and adorable. Now yeah. it's like, ugh. And this one, like, the cover of this one is beautiful. That wedding dress on the cover. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the mother's getting married. Like, they're, okay, so they're married, but they're renewing their vows. Uh-huh. And, oh, my God, I don't know bridezillas who don't act this way at 20, much less a woman in her 50s. Oh, <laughs> I'm no. like, girl, chill out. You don't need live reindeer at the wedding. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this rant sounds very similar to your rant with the stepsisters book. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe Susan Mallory and I have just parted ways. Can she Yikes. still be part of the Holy Trinity or is she? I think so because she's she got me started. She was one yeah. of the first three to get yeah. me into romance. Mm-hmm. Cheryl okay. Woods, Susan Mallory, Susan Wiggs. So we'll keep her on there, but. I will, but, and it's funny because I'm like, didn't I have this book from NetGalley? But I had requested, but they didn't like let me have it. I'm like, oh, they must have known <laughs> that I was just gonna be like, <laughs> you didn't, you didn't like the last one. <laughs> well, her special edition that came out this year was good. Was super cute, but again, you're writing to a certain standard with special edition. Yeah. Right? Do you think it's the trying to write more women's fiction? I think that's what it is. Yeah. Maybe it's not for everybody. I don't know. No shade. We love Susan Mallory, but (laughs) we're just saying. She's great. I'm not saying anything like she is fan. Her writing is fantastic. I just, this one was too repetitive and there was not enough conflict. How has writing been, everybody? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Nicole, you've like finished a book. You finished the Succubus book. I have not finished the Succubus one. Oh, I got I got to fifty thousand words for NaNoWriMo, but I did not finish uh, Succubus. I'm so close to finishing. I okay. probably could do like probably another, oh, maybe like ten thousand words, maybe less, honestly, and just wrap it up. But then I got on the track of writing book two of that series, which I didn't even know was going to be a series until <laughs> it happened. That's like the final battle and i'm just like oops stuff's going down (laughs) okay so we're not finished with book one but we have started book two i just have like kind of like a rough plot i have like probably one scene um just like outlined and some dialogue written out that's about it Mm -hmm. um just getting those ideas down just getting the ideas because it just came to me and i was like okay i have to write this down because i'm never gonna remember and yeah just Write it down because you telling yourself you are going to remember is a lie that your inner devil tells you. (laughs) So just a little caveat there. Just if you have an idea, even if it's in the middle of the night, write write it it down. down. (laughs) You will forget. So I'm so close to that one being done. I'm kind of, um, I'm scared to go back to The Thief, which was the one that I had started NaNoWriMo with. And I just feel like I'm just over that one. And I don't want to leave it unfinished, but I feel like I'm just over it. Well, maybe just leave it for just for now. Just kind of occasionally jump back into it, step away, Mm -hmm. come back to it. Um, I'm doing, I I could be doing better. I guess I'll I'll say that. Um, Such a safe way to put it. Right. <laughs> I did. Um, I I kind of slowed down a bit with the holidays and everything like that. Yeah. Um, but the last few days, I have gotten some some words down. Not any you know huge amount or anything. But yesterday, I did make it to uh, Joanne Grant's uh, Monday Motivation. She does a Facebook Live event nice. just about every Monday that she's a, a writing coach and editor, and uh, she does a half hour where basically she's she's just your your biggest writing fan and cheers you on and, and reminds you that you can do it. And, and, you know, lots of authors and things in the comments there, um, published and unpublished, uh, or, you know, just support each other. So it's a good way to, good way to start off your, your work week or writing, whatever. So 
a great way to, to refresh. But again, uh, like Nicole was saying, uh, I'm writing this one book and the the idea for the sequel keeps invading my thoughts and taking up space when, you know, I need to finish book one. First one. Instead of... <laughs> instead Why do they of, do know, that? Wait, your turn. Wait. Those evil characters in your head demanding that they they get their time. <laughs> I know this poor this poor king in my head in this in this story. He was just like, I'm so unhappy. Kill off my queen and give me a new love interest. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, okay. I mean, do you feel that if maybe you start a little bit on the next book, that may inspire the ending of the first book? Or do you already have the first book mapped out? You just need to be disciplined and like finish it and then move on to the second one. I I just need to be disciplined and finish it. I have a pretty good idea of of how I'm going to wrap things up. I'm not quite sure on how I'm on the mechanics of the dark moment. I have an idea of what it's the implications of it are going to be. I just need to figure out what what the actual moment is. Um, Okay. But that's all just in my head. Um, I, I'm a, mostly a pantser, but I do kind of outline in my head a bit to get a structure. But uh, like many pantsers have said, if I write an outline actually on page, then I feel like I've already written the story and I give up on it. <laughs> <laughs> right? That happens to me too. I feel like with Succubus, I had just a vague plot of what this book was about. It was basically the synopsis that I wrote, you know, that I, I think I took a screenshot of it and sent it to y'all. But it was... That was basically it. That was what I had when I went into writing it. And I am very much, very much a pantser. The only time that I strategically plotted books was when I had a, I have a series, um, it's my pirate series, that timelines overlap in the book. Mm. So I have to make sure that, you know, I have things set. So I'm not constantly going back to the first book and be like, okay, when did this happen? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's really the only, only series that I wrote that was seriously plotted out. But typically it's just like, I literally have just kind of like this vague plot in my head, maybe a scene, maybe it's like, I just thought of one scene of between these two characters and I kind of build the book around that mm-hmm. but it's fun that way because you don't know what they're going to do uh, that's true my my characters have mm-hmm. done some weird stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I mean we are in a succubus book so <laughs> right yeah, yeah. I'm know, hoping there's some weird stuff <laughs> even in my contemporary one I've sent y'all some screenshots there's <laughs> some weird like, stuff <laughs> what are you guys doing true this is like true this is where we're going all right fine that is what your first gift that we're going to get you once you publish this book it's going to be like a shirt or a pin that says there's some weird stuff it's like you know when authors do like trigger a content warning that's just going to be like there's some weird stuff in here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she loves her husband walking her dogs and writing weird stuff okay yeah. <laughs> that'll be my eulogy <laughs> <laughs> Well, what about you, Sarah? I know you've been working and you've been busy, so it's we've conversated. It's been more of a thought process for yeah, us. That's what are like, your thoughts? Me, like, <laughs> was it the great Lucy Monroe who said, you know, even just thinking about it is writing? And if that's the case, I've written God knows how much at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Staring off into space. I have ideas. I just need to win the lottery so I can retire and spend my days sitting at home writing. You know, like you and Bernard. Yeah, me and Bernard. My, you know. (laughs) But like I was telling Bree, I really, I've there's a series that I started writing back when I was like 16 or 17 about a group of teenage detectives because I was 16 or 17 years old, right? So, you know, like Nancy Drew, but like cooler. It was like a secret government agency of these teenagers who had been trained since they were young to like, you know what I mean? Like, okay. So as I've grown up, I've continued to think of stories of them, but they've grown up with me. Like they're not 16 anymore. Now they're in their late thirties. And Brie and I have been kind of hashing out like this idea because, well, I'm not the paranormal person like Nicole is and the rest of y'all are. I do love some urban legends, 
I do love some ghost stuff. So Brie and I have been kind of running around with this idea of like, what if they're like sort of paranormal investigators, but like urban legend investigators, kind of an idea, but it ends up being something real that happened, but it's based off an urban legend or something. So I've been playing around with that idea a little bit. So we'll see. Kind of homesy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I mean, my heart is in um, romantic suspense because that's what I read. And Mm -hmm. Brie's the one who said it. She's like, but you love reading it. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I do. (laughs) And watching it. (laughs) And watching it, you know. I relaxed by watching CSI, you know. (laughs) (laughs) who kills who now (laughs) yeah i mean and with romantic suspense like the romance is still so much the focus but you just add in all that other cool stuff you know yeah Yeah, i think you're just like meant to do it i'm so excited yeah i had i was playing around the other day and i had like this first scene in the book that kind of came to me and i'm like i didn't know who my male character was and then this scene came to me i'm like oh there he is and he's a (laughs) d-bag at the beginning and i'm like this is perfect (laughs) how did you all figure out the conflict is it mm. internal? Is it external? Is it a good balance of both? Did you all figure that out before you started the writing? Or did you just kind of play it by ear? Tell me all the things. Because I feel as though I have an idea of the conflict mm-hmm. in the story. But I also feel like I want to be 100% sure. And I, I feel like that's what's blocking me from really pushing through these early first chapters. I just, I guess in my mind, it's like, is this strong enough? And I Mm -hmm. also feel like I have to get past the thought of you're not going to do anything new here. Just write Mm -hmm. the story. Mm -hmm. But I know how important this thing is. (laughs) So (laughs) how are you all? Where are we on the conflict in the story? Sometimes I like, you know, reading romance where conflict isn't really necessarily a thing, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's sometimes very Mm -hmm. freeing. Sometimes the conflict just happens organically, like as you're writing it. Um, I know at least for my succubus one, she is a very strong supernatural creature who is going to be in a relationship with mortal men. So there's always that kind of conflict of can she hurt them? Yes, she can. Can she kill them? Yes, she can. Whether it be like on purpose or on accident, you know, so that's kind of the whole, you know, I think with supernatural thing, I mean, it could be the conflict could be easier, especially if they're if their love interest is not also supernatural you know so uh, but that one that kind of just that kind of just fell into my lap you know um but yeah as being being a panzer as i said like sometimes the conflict just comes you know and you might not necessarily have an idea of what the conflict could be when you first start but it'll like hopefully like as you're writing it'll get there yeah when we read the one hot december yeah. when oh. we read that one right it was kind of like conflict light yeah yes. then at the end of the book you realize like there was kind of conflict throughout the whole story but it was internal conflict right so i do like that there are really good romances out there where there's not this crazy huge dark moment and like tons and tons of conflict so i don't know what about you aaron what about yours uh so mine there's there's a large external conflict um that's just you know right in your face and that's that you know this our male main character um his ex is the sister of the his his love interest in this book so so that's you know the big external one there and Mm -hmm. in my first draft as i just kind of you know pants that whole thing it was just scenes after scenes of them um you know, falling into the relationship and then just, you know, banging until they're found out. And then, you know, <laughs> and then it wraps up. You know? <laughs> uh, Nicole's giving the thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Whenever, like, whenever there's a scene where you just can't, like, write yourself out of, it feels like you're just stuck, just make them have sex. It's fine. <laughs> and I love that plot. Bang until they find out. It's amazing. I was <laughs> writing that down for future reference. Yes. <laughs> yes, they should just have sex until someone finds them. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. But yeah, that's kind of like in that story, the the conflict just kind of hands it to you, you know, yeah. like, obviously, like, they're in, a, like, they're gonna get into a relationship. And he literally just broke things off with her sister. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's conflict, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you have like a very conflict, like, it was just it fell in your lap. Here you go. Yeah, Here that's right. Yep. <laughs> right. But, you know, I've, 
<laughs> I had uh, one, so one beta reader read that and they didn't think there was much of an emotional conflict there. So I have kind of had to work in that. So I've, I've given the, the, male main characters some trauma in the past, um, the female main characters, some, you know, feelings of uh, being insignificant in, you know, the shadow of, of her older sibling and just in the eyes of her parents and things like that. So trying to tie those in as well, you know, without over-focusing on one and then also staying within the word count of, you know, the uh, the specific publisher that I'm, I'm planning to, to aim this at. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I've... <laughs> I've come to it <laughs> from a variety of angles, I guess you could say, and in and in, yeah. in, in a um, yeah, a long time period too. I mean, same. I have <laughs> I have two ideas, you guys. That I have two things I'm working on. One of them gives me a little bit more wiggle room because the 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 word count is a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, and the other one, I just, it came to me, I finished a book in this line and I was like, this is why I want to write. I want mm -hmm. to write books like this because of books like this. Mm -hmm. And it just like, came to me I saw the setting I saw the hero I saw the heroine walking up to the location and that one like I started on it it is a little bit on the back burner because I want to work on this longer one a little bit first just because it's longer I have learned and I wanted to ask you all kind of what you guys have learned through this process that we're on that this is really freaking hard <laughs> yeah yeah it is really hard um i just every time i finish a book now as an aspiring writer and especially because with us doing the podcast and hearing authors say every time they start a new book they ask themselves how did i do this the last time yeah yeah I, it's like finishing books like how did you do this? What have you all learned from this process of writing or trying to write? Yeah, trying, trying yeah. to write. Go ahead, Nicole. Well, oh, Nicole, gosh. what inspires me about you is that like you will literally write on your phone at work if you have time. That's right. Like, you yeah. literally do take advantage of those moments mm -hmm. to write when mm -hmm. you can. So yeah, what have you learned from it? Yeah, I got to take advantage of it more just because, you know, it just seems like when Nano ended, I just totally shifted gears from I took my writer hat off and put my reader hat back on and was just going full throttle and just haven't looked back. So I really would like because I really want to finish Succubus by the end of the year. But it's like, mm -hmm. we're so close to the end. <laughs> 10 days. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, yikes. Oh, um, but yeah, so what I've learned is that, yeah, it is. It is very, very hard. And it's it a lot more goes into it than what you originally think. Um, and I felt like this year, I, I felt like super blessed to follow a bigger group of indie published um, romance authors on Twitter. And that's partially, you know, thanks for Hoathon because we reached out to a lot of authors during that during the first round. And I've met a bunch of wonderful people who are, you know, nothing but supportive and nothing but helpful and really you know are reaching out and like providing resources and you know it's like this is what I did this is a mistake that I made this is you know like or if you need a cover here's a link to some free images because you know like buying mm -hmm. like buying images designing your own cover an editor like I was like running numbers into like indie published stuff and it's just like the amount of money um that you need to self-publish a book is crazy you know. A lot. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but yeah, it's just like, so I learned that I learned that it's, it's a lot more than just putting words on a paper. I mean, that's, you have to start obviously there, you have to put mm -hmm. words down because otherwise you have nothing to go forward with. So it's like, get your butt in the chair and get those words down, you know, because you have to, because otherwise you have nothing. You can't, mm -hmm. you can't go after those, you know, and those other struggles and those other like hard stuff to do, which, but at the end, when you have your own book, it's like super satisfying. Sure. Um, but yeah. And then also I feel like don't try to put yourself in a box either, especially if you're a plotter, because mm -hmm. if you have like a certain thing in your head or an outline that you wrote out and you really, really want to make your book go this way, it's not going to work. It's not going to mm -hmm. work. And I learned that firsthand when I was trying to write this, it was my, I tried to make this um, whip into a fake dating whip just so I would have, because there was like an anthology that was coming out and it was like a fake dating anthology. And I really wanted to put something, you know, towards it. And so like, okay, 
I have this idea and I've already written some about it. And I was like, well, I could make this fake dating. So I tried super hard to make this thing fake dating just would not work. And I'm like, why am I ripping my hair out trying to make this something that it's not, you know? So it's like, don't Mm -hmm. do that to yourself. (laughs) Like do not because then you'll just spend hours wasting time just staring at your computer screen and not getting any work done because it's not going the way you think it should go. Honestly, like your books will take you on a journey for sure. And sometimes that's not the journey you thought it was going to go. But still, it's going to be like, I feel like it's going to be better for it. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a really long winded explanation. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's fine. I have learned that, um, you know, it was on this show that Anna J. Stewart said, you need to find what works for you. The only style that you're going to have is your own. And it doesn't matter how many other authors you read their book about how to write a book. It's not going to mean anything until you actually find what it is mm-hmm. that gets you to sit down and, and write that book. And it, and it's the truth. It's, you know, those, you know, those books like, um, you know, of how to, how to write a book and things like that. Mm-hmm. They, they are extremely helpful and they do help you get past some of those novice things. But when it comes to actually getting the words down. There's there's no one that's going to do it but you. And the biggest thing I had to get over was my fear of writing a bad sentence. I would start so many projects, I feel like, and I'd have barely a paragraph on and I would just go over and over and over these few words that were there and then get frustrated and give up and walk away and then never go back to it and you know you just got to you just got to move on if that sentence isn't quite perfect that's mm-hmm. fine get the idea down and and move along and even if that scene's not working you know just just move along sometimes mm-hmm. don't try and mm-hmm. force yourself to to get something out we just finished nano i'll say that and so, so much of that time. feels focused on word count mm-hmm. and you know i can i can pump out 5000 garbage words in a day probably pretty easier than i think i could but mm-hmm. they'd be garbage words and the end of it. So there is a quantity versus quality thing that you've got to consider. I know that's kind of <laughs> going against what I just said of, of you know, just <laughs> writing a bad sentence, but it's, but it it's makes really... Because you can always go back and fix the bad sentence. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Sure. You can always go back and change it. Um, I've, it's, uh, it's hard. It's very hard to write anything, even, even just a poem. And it's really impressive you know these authors that um julian Lindsay just published her 50th book um lucy monroe we mentioned it earlier what her 80th came out this year when we talked with our episode with tara taylor quinn she has seven books coming out in 2022 seven Seven Mm -hmm. books and i'm struggling to write one Oh, crazy. (laughs) But, you know, uh, mentioning that, though, holding yourself to someone else's metric can be incredibly harmful, too. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think uh, Katie Robert made even a tweet about it, who Katie Robert writes books like no one's business. Um, And she put out a tweet, you know, saying, don't compare yourself to me. Don't hold your work up against mine as any kind of metric. Like, I think she mentioned that, you know, she uses writing as a coping mechanism and it's not the most healthy thing, you know, Mm -hmm. to aspire to. And that's something we need to, we need to keep in mind here too. Mm -hmm. Uh, And just, you know, don't get, don't get hard on your, don't go, (laughs) don't be so hard on yourself. You know, Um, Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah, you know, it, I, I mean, love I go that back because I always think of the Rugrats and Angelica said Rome wasn't built in an egg. It's <laughs> 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 one of my favorite <laughs> quotes. Oh, ever. I love that show. <laughs> so oh, so funny! But yeah, Erin, you make some like really great points. You know, it's just no, like there's, there's an editing process and phase specifically for when you write your book. You know, but it's not the first it's not the first phase first phase is just getting the story out get it out and then you can fix whatever's on the page you can't fix a blank page can't Mm -hmm. can't do it 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, holding yourself up to these, you know, prolific authors that we love and we cherish. Like, yeah, yeah, Julian Lindsay, she just wrote her 50th and she can probably said this 5,000 times, but she'll go away for a weekend and knock out a book in three days, you know? So it's just like, that's so amazing to me. And then you have, you know, the legend Nora Roberts, who has written 250 books, you know, in her mm-hmm. as an author. So it's just like, to me, that's just un that's just unheard of. But you know, like, and yeah. like Nora Roberts has said, you know, it's just like the reason why I have so many books out is because I get my ass in the chair and I get it done. You know, it's that's just the thing. that's the thing. You got to get to work and get that story out. Like, don't mm-hmm. hang up on that first imperfect sentence. You know, it's just like get it out the best that you can do right now in this moment and mm-hmm. move on. If you are stuck at a scene, it's just not coming. It's not working. Skip to what is. Skip to a scene mm-hmm. that you know you are thinking about writing that might work. You know. It's all very true. Words of wisdom, Aaron. I've learned that I need to make the time. That's my first biggest thing. And you know what? I'm sitting here thinking like, I don't have time during the day because I'm working and I'm like, that's BS. Because how much time do I spend sitting on Instagram? How much time do I spend sitting on Facebook? Half an hour a day is something and it's becoming, I'm going to make it a New Year's resolution, but I'm actually going to start early because I'm off that last week between Christmas and New Year's. I can't wait for. So (laughs) I'm going to take some time to do some writing and to really take and start. The other thing for me is I always thought of myself as a plotter. Gotta plot it, gotta plot it. And I've come to the realization that I am, that's my crutch for not actually writing anything. And see, I think I'm doing that with being a pantser. Right? And I'm like, so I, what I did, like, cause I, I have like, all of us have a couple different story ideas. So my contemporary one, which I love the urban legend ones, but I think that's going to take a bit more research, but I know Mm -hmm. the contemporary one. So instead of saying like, this is what happens in chapter one, this is what happens in chapter two. I'm like, these are like five points that I want to hit the dark moment, the blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And let, cause I I thought about what is it about reading that I love so much? Well, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, as you're reading the book, you're turning the page because you want to find out what happens next. Why can't that be the same thing when I'm writing the book? Yeah, I don't even know what's going to happen next. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm going to try it and see how it works. You know, no harm, no foul at the end of the day. Yeah. You can delete words. Julie has said that on like a couple of occasions when she's writing some of her cozy mysteries is that sometimes she's writing it and she doesn't even know who the killer is until they reveal themselves yeah. to her at the end. And I was just yeah. like, you can do that. I had no freaking clue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, and you the can other do thing- that. You're the author. You can do anything Absolutely. you You can want. do whatever you want. Yeah. And uh, like, especially with writing series, it's like my brain like okay you need to know everything in this town you need to build the town this yeah. isn't a game of sims like i don't need to, <laughs> need to build everyone so profile. what i started doing is keeping like a bible but as mm-hmm. stuff comes to me like oh so and so works at the ice cream shop okay so i'm gonna go to the bible and type that in so later on i know so and so works at the ice cream i don't need mm-hmm. to figure that out ahead of time and remember what me. street yeah. the ice cream shop is well, on. Well, fudge, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you know people are going to yell at you for that. I thought it was on Main. <laughs> Honestly, I need to be better at doing that because I'll be going through and I'd be like, okay, this character's talking. is like, I know I named you. Shit. And he just got to scroll back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, where yeah. are you named yeah. this character? I'm like, I need to do that. It's like, if I think of this guy's name or if I think of this, you know, this this is what happened in this person's past. You know, I was like, and I'm going to, you know, refer back to it later. Write it down. <laughs> my biggest problem is I'm like, oh, I need a I need a side character here, and it's like, oh, okay, well, their their name's uh, Diane, um, and oh, well, what what do we know about Diane? You know, oh, well, they went to school here, and uh, they grew up in this, and, and you know, I go, oh, well, okay, pull it back. Diane's yeah. just here to say a few things. We don't need. To- <laughs> you don't know about her dog in grade six. Diane's here to say one line. <laughs> I have thought the same thing. I'm like, all the kids, all the books that I read as like a kid, everybody was so like mapped out for you. Like everything was so descriptive. And like, I'm reading books now and I'm like, yeah, I have no idea what this person looks like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm yeah. fine with it. It's fine. You know, it's like, <laughs> so I'm like, delete. You don't have to explain what everybody looks like. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah, if you have a word count limit that you need to right? like, you need to trim that fat off, you know? It's like, I'm yeah. used to just writing things and whatever word count hits, it hits, you know? It's just like, I've never yeah. tried. I never tried mm-hmm. writing to a certain word count and I don't think I'd be able to do it because I was like, well, here we I go. I don't think so either. <laughs> this episode is going to be our last Wednesday of the month episode. So let's talk about this year before we move on to the next year. 
How did your reading change in 2021? Almost said 2020. Oh, shit. Let's not do that again, please. <laughs> Move on. How, what, how, how would you describe your reading life in 2021? Did you do anything different this year? What happened? I tried. I had the best of intentions at the beginning of the year that I was going to slow it down and relax. Yeah. That was because I for felt you. like I was oh, yeah. really trying to speed through stuff, and exactly as we were saying about writing, to hold yourself to a standard on mm-hmm. BookTube or Bookstagram or whatever the heck you want to call it. Oh, so and so can read three hundred books a year. So can I? No, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can, but I want to. I read differently than somebody else. Over yeah. nine hundred. If I read over nine hundred books, y'all better come check on my kids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did they eat? Did I give them showers? <laughs> We need to do like a, you know, like a check on like the life status, you know, and they right. come over. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm calling the San Antonio police. I don't know, but Bree lives there. Could you please go check on her? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> we just please. need proof of life, please. <laughs> She's buried under books. Um, but I really did try. And then, of course, I got caught up in the hype. Middle of the year, I start, And then now I'm just like, I'm really going to try next year because I really would like to spend more time focusing on writing Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like the books will be there I can get to them Mm -hmm. they're not going anywhere Mm -hmm. you know when did you realize like oh shoot I've fallen back in that trap again it's like the fall like just before October October November yeah I'm looking at my numbers and I'm like I start off the month like 15 books a month and I'm like that's that's more than okay a lot of people don't read that in a year right completely man and then all of a sudden I'm hitting 28 books in August or September I'm like what are you doing why you know Mm -hmm. relax (laughs) because I found myself like speeding through audiobooks and I mean Mm -hmm. and and not that I listen to them at a high speed but I'd be listening to them at work but I really wasn't paying attention yeah Mm -hmm. yeah do you know what I mean that's that that's the key right there is when you can't go back and go okay who was the character yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. what happened (laughs) it's like it says I've been listening to this for the last hour but I can't remember a single detail of what I just listened to exactly exactly yeah I feel like y'all know what my answer is gonna be (laughs) (laughs) how has my reading changed um i've read i mean i feel like i'm a lot more adventurous with my reading (laughs) um you've always been pretty adventurous how much more adventurous it's gonna get weird people like honestly that's just my life um But yeah, I feel like it has, like, I've gone straight into monster smut. Just dove right in. <laughs> head first. I didn't, I didn't dip my toe in. I just, you know, dove She in. just dove right in. <laughs> right in. And um, honestly, I mean, I've had a great time. Um, <laughs> they're really great. Um, but yeah. What do you I, think it is about? 2021 my son went to see Mm spider-man a couple nights ago and i was like of course we need spider-man in 2021 like yeah superhero movies are always big when the world is upside down Mm -hmm. what do you think it is about i feel like monster smut having a moment is significant i just feel feel like like that yeah i feel like i want to get as far as from the current reality as i can and nothing does that better than monster smut (laughs) true enough you know, it's just like, you can't argue with that. I want to get as far away from what I'm seeing in my real life. And yeah. for me, that's, you know, Krampus coming to kidnap me during Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really like, for me, that's it. That's it. But you know, it's like, I've been having a really great time. And a lot of a lot of times it's, you know, there's really no um, explanation. You know, there's just like, they're there, they're alive, they're present. And you know, there's no really going like you know some really hard-hitting fantasies you have to explain the mythology and the magic yeah, and yeah. Body, but I'm just like we're just here to bang that's really what it's about <laughs> and I love it <laughs> love how unapologetic she is as she should be but that's what I love that's what I love and you know it's just like I said I've been having you a really like what you time. like Exactly. I wonder if Apple Podcast would let us name "We're Just Here to Bang" this episode. <laughs> I don't know. That, that everybody had last year, "Banging" is the plot. Yeah. Is the yeah. plot. Yes. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. Like when I'm in the mood and I want some really heavy fantasy and I want some like political intrigue or something like that, I'll go read that. When I want 150 pages of just wrecking my walls, sure. Like that's what I'm going to get, you know? And I'm like, I know, I know which books to go to, you know? <laughs> so, but yeah, it's been, it's been wild. It's been really, oh, I've read more this year than I have ever, ever since Good I've had awesome. Goodreads, uh, like 2014. I've read the most this year than I ever have. And honestly, I like sometimes I contemplate like taking a step back and slowing down. And but it's just I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just like I like my current pace. I mean, I probably could mm-hmm. slow down. But I like my pace what it is like if I get to this point that I'm at now the number that I have now if I get to it again next year, great. If not, I know that I can do it because I've always had this number in my head. What if I could mm-hmm. read this many books in a year and this year I did it and it's really really great Mm -hmm. next year if I don't get to it at least I know I did it once you know Mm -hmm. it becomes an issue for me kind of like what Sarah said like I I really want to try one year to read 365 if possible Mm -hmm. I would love to. I have not been able to get close to that (laughs) but it just when I hit those ruts where I'm like I'm just reading stuff that I'm not really enjoying yes and I feel like I'm just kind of going through the motions that's when it Mm -hmm. becomes a problem for me but I think I just need to be okay with okay if if you're reading mediocre stuff, just set it aside, spend a couple of days watching TV and then pick something else up, you know, That's like, right. yeah. you know, not just like put it to 3.5 to hurry up and get through the book, you know, because yeah, I've, I've done That's that a couple it. times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my reading this year, uh, I guess the biggest change in my reading is that I started reading category. Um, nice. Last year, I read my first category, which was Impact Zone by Julianne Lindsay. So that was mm-hmm. when I started following along with the Nichols Book Club. Yeah. But I didn't start regularly reading category until about, I think it was June of, uh, of 2021. And and that's been really enjoyable. They, they've really, I mean, I, I found I'm just the target audience for um, Harlequin specifically, like the reader <laughs> promise is just a promise that was made for me. For you. It's, you know, <laughs> it's, they, I mean, they're just stories that have everything I want in them. And, you know, they have, they're, they don't get as, as steamy or as dark as some of the, you know, indie published stuff that I read. But like Nicole was saying, you know, I know where to go, where, mm-hmm. you know, to find what I need. And more often than not, it's going to be a sweeter than not romance. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I, you know, want to read about, uh, yeah, you no know, Krampus coming to, to take you. So. <laughs> you just need Krampus. To get you on Guys, the I feel like we have to read a bombshell with Nicole. Like bombshell yes. feels like it would be Nicole's yeah. line. Yes. Because she was a huge Buffy vampire. The vampires. I'm like, telling yeah. you, Dead is the New Black. That's the one we should do by Harper Allen. Dead is the All New right. Black. Okay. All right. Okay. Hold on. Let me write that down. I it was so good. And I'm she, not a vampire person. And I liked it. And oh. she'll probably have it finished by the end of the night. Just saying. Yeah, she'll she'll <laughs> touch base with us tomorrow and let us know what she thought. It was finished. Great. It. Thank you. <laughs> Before we get off of here, 2022 plans. What are we doing different in 2022? I honestly think that I really would like to try a bit more audio. Okay. I know that I've always had a pushback on audio just because. I don't know. I'm going to be completely transparent. I've A part of me has always felt like it's cheating, but it's not. Not in today's world. Not when I have an hour commute either way to work. That I mm-hmm. They frown upon you drive, driving and reading. I don't know why, but they do. That thou shall life. not drive and readeth a book. Right? Like, <laughs> come on. I can multitask. But, like, not just that, but a lot of my job is admin stuff that I don't need my full attention on. And the other thing, like, I, you know, Brie, you, I'm a crafter. Cross-stitching, knitting. Mm-hmm. That's how I spend my evenings. So why not pop an audiobook in and do both? Yeah, yeah. why not? Absolutely. So, you know, and I'm not saying that I'm going to, you know, read. I would love to hit 365. It's not going to happen. It's when I retire, that'll happen. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I honestly think like I still love physical books and I will always have a physical book on the go. But I have a feeling that, you know, audiobooks are going to become my friend in 2022. Mm-hmm. I need to. I don't know. I kind of slept on audiobooks this year i got so hooked on to text to speech which is the weirdest thing to admit to anyone. Yeah, me too. That <laughs> I, I, I tried and i can't 
you get honestly you get used to it you get used to it and you feel like if I can listen to Siri or Alexa read to me in her strange robotic (laughs) voice any narrator is fine with me now (laughs) (laughs) I got so much reading done on the treadmill at the gym thanks to freaking Samantha on my iPad okay (laughs) (laughs) but I I, I do feel like audio I want to try and read more from my shelf in the new year I have got so many books that I've just been buying and buying and they just Mm -hmm. go on the shelf and I feel like either audio or text-to-speech is going to help with that because I'm really slow just sitting there with a physical book and I don't Mm want to speed through things but I do have a lot of stuff that I want to get through so I feel like that'll help with getting through some stuff honestly I think that's Part of the reason why my pace is so fast, I read so fast, is because the stuff behind me, a lot of it is unread. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But it's like I, you know, with the amount of books that I buy versus the amount of books I consume and the amount of books that I already have like owned, it's a lot. You know, it's the number is astronomical. <laughs> um, <laughs> how many physical books that I own that I have not read, you know, so it's just like, so I'm like, I don't know, like, am I conditioning myself? It's like, I gotta get through this physical TBR that I have, you know, it's just, I think I calculated it once, like two years ago, I was like, okay, based on my current speed of reading these, um, this is how many books I've read last year, let's just say, this is how many current physical books I have unread. So if I do the math, I will get through my physical unread TBR in five years. Five if you years, didn't buy any more books. If you I did not buy <laughs> any more books. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the caveat. You that's know, the like, caveat. My unread books as of this moment, not books that I am currently buying. You know, Mm -hmm. so it's just like, I just have to resign myself to the fact that I will die with a TBR. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, I will die with books that. Uh, that are unread you know I, I just have to that makes me super sad but I just have to acknowledge that and yeah I would I would like to make a dent in my you know in my physical books that I have as well before and you kick the bucket before I kick the <laughs> no. bucket and because you know it might, might be sooner rather than later <laughs> <laughs> the way the world is going we could all be gone tomorrow okay hey hey hey, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I just like sometimes I wish like you know like maybe like if I died my library would die with me and I would just be able to be like this is my ghostly self <laughs> I'm reading my book uh, so I'm um, 2022 talking about YouTube the channel is going to go through a change um, Lane is deciding to take a step back from the channel so I'm actually going to rebrand it um, so I'm working on uh, getting the media and everything for that all set up so I um, started working with Canva re- recently and I'm absolutely loving it took yeah. me a bit to, to get a handle on it at first there uh-huh. but, uh it's it's really handy yeah it's so nice <laughs> Like, why was I making thumbnails in, like, Google Slides, like, when Canva was a thing? Uh (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Now I feel like I missed out on something because I never knew people were using Canva for thumbnails. I used to to use PicMonkey until they started charging you money. (laughs) Like, I was like, I love doing this YouTube thing. Don't get me wrong, but I don't get paid for it. So if there's a free service for something, I'm going to be using it. And I'm not spending any money until I start Mm -hmm. making money back. Sorry, mm-hmm. I got to use the free services. Yeah. I'm just like, help me, yeah. I'm polar. <laughs> well, we're excited about that. I'm yeah, excited. that sounds great, Erin. Yeah. yeah, so I'm planning to try and do some lives. I've got kind of an idea of um, doing, I, I want to do some, try and do some author interviews, but I want to, I want to frame them not as your typical, tell us about your book. I kind of want to think of some more just oddball and fun things to just kind of do mm-hmm. with the, the author and the to promote awesome. uh, promote yeah, books and reading and all that. Julie and Lindsay will be all for it. I'm just going to mm-hmm. throw that out there. <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I'll be in the comments making sure there's no troll. <laughs> That's right. Oh. Oh, thank you. We will slay the trolls. Yeah. Yes. You just got to put that little thing next to our name. <laughs> give me the wrench. Okay, yes. Got to give the you little the wrench. wrench. Yeah. <laughs> so we can beat the trolls off. <laughs> 
Well, what do y'all have coming up next? Plug whatever you have coming up next. Nicole, how many live shows you got coming up? (laughs) (laughs) This year, I only have one live stream left. And then we break. I know. Then we break for the holidays. But yeah, Wednesday, we're doing um, Islet Witness by Julian Lindsay. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's the last live stream for the year. Um, new year, lots of fun stuff happening. Our okay. first, book are there for... any other author bibliot like backlist that you're interested in exploring? I always wonder this, like, oh. is she going to uh-huh. pop up one day and be like, Hey, we're reading Nora Roberts this year. <laughs> oh, <goodness. laughs> we're, reading, we're reading Sandra Brown this year. <laughs> well, I've read Sandra's entire backlist, so I'm like, I'm caught up. I haven't read Blind Tiger yet, but. I will. Um, but yeah, like I honestly like I think it was it wasn't this last year it was the year before I think I wanted to read the entire in depth series and I only got to like book six. And I'm like, I need to focus on that. I would like to finish that series. But yeah, like book like 53 just came out in that series. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's it's a doozy. But yeah, I would love to read that series. Um, but yeah, like author backlist. I mean, I do have a lot of yeah, just you know, the books behind me. Like I would like to start a new series by an author like because I do have like I've, I'm like you like when I when a series that I see like catches my eye like I want the entire series before I read it which is not financially responsible but here we are <laughs> because you're gonna read one and it's gonna suck and now you have this entire you series. Have all of them. <laughs> this is why I can justify that I read books out of order book looks good I'm gonna read it oh it was good I'll read another one in the series oh that one sucked that's fine it doesn't matter doesn't matter <laughs> I'll go back to number one yeah I'll just start back yeah. at the beginning <laughs> oh, but yeah it's like so I would like to do that i would like to do some sort of like a to z challenge where i do it with my physical you know library i've tried doing that in the past but i never stuck with it but i would like to you know stick with it you know next Mm -hmm. year might make a spreadsheet because i i don't know everything feels more official when you have a spreadsheet to do stuff that's true (laughs) absolutely um but yeah the first book that we're reading for the new year for who picked this book book club is skin of the sea by natasha bowens really excited to read that it's a little mermaid retelling uh, yeah, and then uh, January, um, of course, I'm hosting a readathon. Uh- <laughs> I'm co-hosting um, a round of the Pop Culture Readathon. That's probably one of my oh, nice. favorite readathons of the book community. They've done several rounds, you know, like Final Destination. Mm-hmm. They've done 90s, 80s. You know, they, you know, they've done a lot. Whitney and Lauren. But I had it. I had an idea, and I came to Whitney with it. And you know, we were trying to plan it out. And you know, she was super busy. And, and I was like, like, hey, like, whenever you have a slot for the pop culture, because this is a very big pop culture thing. I feel like this idea that I had. I was like, do you want to just take it for pop culture? And she's like, well, I'm not going to take it. Like, do you want to co-host? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. That's what was my goal all along. Thank you for falling for it. So, yeah, I'm co-hosting um, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer round of the pop culture. I knew culture it. I knew it. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, that's happening all of January. So, very nice. excited. Very excited for that. Awesome. We have three boards. We have the Slayer board, the Scooby Gang board, and we have the Big Bad board. So, I'm going to attempt oh, to do all three. I'm doing so this I got to participate in that one. <laughs> And I might, you know, do like some watch alongs. You never know because I haven't seen, I mean, I've seen some episodes of Buffy very on the regular. Once More with Feeling is one of them. I watched that episode probably once a month. But yeah, some of the like the earlier ones, especially like season one, season two, like I haven't seen since they aired. But but yeah, I'm super excited. You know, January is going to be um, full of great stuff. Bree and I at the Lock Booktition, we're continuing our Uncle Rick read along. So. <laughs> It's gonna be great. I just love the name every time. <laughs> you know, it just kind of makes sense because we're not we're not only reading Percy Jackson. We're reading like we read all of his work. We're actually gonna be finished with all of his work. Um, the first two meetings of the new year, and then we're moving on to the Rick Riordan Presents line, where a, mm-hmm. a, a lot of um, you know authors of color and you know things like that that he like worked and he kind of you know I don't know if it's like is it his publishing like is it his own publishing or did he just I don't know but it's like Rick Riordan oh, presents right. and it's um I'm very excited so did y'all, y'all read the Kane Chronicles too yeah did you 
is that one not as good as Percy Jackson, or is it just as good, but because it's Egyptian mythology, it's not as popular as Percy? I uh, I feel like Kane Chronicles is the redheaded stepchild of Rick Riordan's books, because they were just, they were not as good. They weren't good okay. at all. Yeah, I felt, okay. Bree and I felt the same way. Like, we went from really enjoying Percy Jackson, and then going into Kane Chronicles, and I'm just like, oh, we took a left turn somewhere, and I do not enjoy this. And I I thought okay. I would because I love Egyptian mythology and I felt like I don't know I just felt like he he didn't do the potential of Egyptian mythology as he could have you know like okay. he could have really had something there with Egyptian mythology and he just didn't um and there was also a really weird and gross relationship that was happening in that series that I didn't really like mm-hmm. it's like this 4,000 year old god in the body of a 16 year old going after this 13 year old it was really weird oh, that's weird yeah. okay. I'm like yeah. why is this a thing it didn't need to be a thing they could have been just friends or you could have made this character older you could have made the girl older like like why are we going after little girls like yeah which is very strange my daughter's 13 so i'm a little weirded out (laughs) yeah it was super weird i mean you don't get really get it in the first book but you do get it in the second and third book so like there's even a kiss i'm like that's very strange um and it's like yeah he's in a 16 year old body but still you're a 16 year old Mm mm-hmm but but anyway so um but yeah so we're really excited to be continuing that but yeah that's that's my january that's what i'm looking forward to yeah my current um twitter reads right now are um so rachel stewart's just uh our little secret Mm -hmm. uh which is a dare and then i knew you were gonna do rachel for a dare when you wouldn't tell us what the dare novel is (laughs) (laughs) rachel stewart (laughs) yeah (sighs) Cheers. Yeah, it was, uh, Cheers. Excellent choice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Pippa Roscoe is the one that that told me uh, for Dare that you do you you read Rachel Stewart. So uh, so yeah, th- her to thank for that. Uh, and then um, an Alaskan Family Christmas by Beth Carpenter. Oh yeah, which, I saw you reading. Uh, that. I'm, oh, nice. I'm loving both of them. They're, it's it's interesting. They're they're so <laughs> juxtaposed. <laughs> I just you have to read because I don't think you've read a romance yet, right? I haven't. I haven't read a single romance, and the only ones I have on my shelf are the old ones. They're not the the pink ones. I just finished her Beauty and the Reclusive Millionaire, and that's the book. When I finished it, I was like, I want to write because of stuff like this it's so good she's incredible with dare but i'm loving that she's writing for romance i mean yeah yeah it 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 was great so yeah i will i yeah definitely need to need to get to to the romance or the the true love or whatever (laughs) whatever Mm -hmm. the line is wherever wherever you you are are in the world (laughs) Uh (laughs) but yeah i mean along that i'm trying to get to you know more um category lines um i'm planning to branch out beyond harlequin Mm -hmm. um you know do some of the other other category publishers um but the next one i've got coming up is going to be from uh madame laquette uh, so I'm not sure which nice. which of her books I'm going to to read. I think I might just start with the uh, you know the most intimate takeover. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh god. Uh, but so yeah, good. and I want to I want to read um, some older ones too. I just read my first Temptation novel, which mm. was Just a Little Fling by Julie Kistler, yes. and it was part of the the Wrong Bed series oh. that Temptation and mm-hmm. Blaze did. And I just I just love that like confusion trope or whatever and you know oh. luckily in this one they realized right away that like well you're not the person i thought was going to be here but they're like you know you know, what the heck you know like and do what you do yeah uh, the world wasn't uh, built in an egg <laughs> that's <right. laughs> And I just but love it was that. So I love that tag. It was, too. I just, I just love that balance of romance and comedy. Like just uh-huh. getting that that rom com yes. vibe, just perfect. Like it was published in two thousand, so there were some elements in it that would not have been written in in mm. something today. There yeah. was a, you know quite a bit of uh, not other not like other girls um, in there, mm-hmm. and you know yeah. some toxic mm-hmm. masculinity and stuff. But um, but you know you just you gotta read you gotta them for what they are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Um, I definitely am looking forward to to featuring some some older. Oh, there's uh, 
If you oh, like that one, there's got to be at least 50 of those in that the wrong bed. Yeah, I, I picked up like, I think nine of them or something in yep. my weekend of thrift storing. <laughs> yeah. I think when they brought them out, like every month you'd get like the four temptation novels. One uh -huh. of them every mm -hmm. month would be a wrong bed story. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's yeah. so fun. Like yeah. the tag is like the wrong bed again and again. I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, love I, that. I love that. I have a bunch too that I got on my, on, in my box that I got my place yes. box mm -hmm. or yep. yeah. And I was just like, Oh my God. It's so funny. The wrong bed again and again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, y'all need to check your room number or something like again and again. <laughs> At what point is it no longer the wrong bed? Okay, exactly. <laughs> right, sounds like a cry for help. Man. <laughs> How did Sarah, you do you work? have anything coming up on the YouTube, Sarah? Anything? I released a video that I am doing um, a challenge in 2022, and I'm inviting inviting my viewers to join. And it's a TBR bingo where you create a bingo board and you put um, 25 titles that you want to read in 2022 on this bingo board. You can do more than one bingo board. And every month on the 26th of the month, so like the 26th of December, I will randomly pull two numbers. And those are the books you're going to be reading in January off oh. of that board. And then, you know, February and so on and so forth throughout the whole year. So I got the idea from a crafty group on, on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So I just thought it'd be kind of a fun way because I'm a random book picker. I'm not a mood reader. Oh, okay. So I like picking stuff randomly. And I just thought this was a little bit of fun. That you have been getting a little bit of mood reading vibes though, Sarah. Little. Little. <laughs> <laughs> The, the Caitlin Doughty from e from Here to Eternity death book sitting in my TBR cart would attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why I want to read that, but I do. But I do. <laughs> and honestly, I'm a sucker for a bingo board, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where can everybody follow you guys online? I am who picked this book on every platform, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> on YouTube, on Twitter, on Instagram, TikTok. Even though I don't produce any TikTok content, I just watch men cutting wood for two hours. <laughs> you can find me on who, at Who Picked This Book. <laughs> and I'm at Twitter at A underscore T-A-Y one two two zero. I am currently um, at The Book Brood on YouTube, though that's going to change come the uh, probably end of the year. So I will make a video and everything announcing the, the rebranding and everything mm -hmm. of the channel. So in a bit of limbo on, on where I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for hanging out and talking writing and talking yes. books yes. and talking everything Thank you for else. having me again. Yeah. We can't you. wait for you to come back. <laughs> it's always so we much fun. Wait. We mm -hmm. can't wait for you to come back. So listeners, check the show notes. You can find links to keep up with Aaron and Nicole. They will be back. And Sarah and I will chat with you in our next episode. Have a lovely day, everybody. Bye.